This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 25th of July. In your Squiz today, keeping foot and mouth disease out of Australia. Polly's head back to Canberra. Russia and Ukraine's deal on grain exports. And Merry Christmas in July. This is your Squiz today. The Australian government has implemented the strongest response to foot and mouth disease when it comes to biosecurity measures put in place in efforts to ensure that Australia remains free of the disease. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has drawn the line at closing the border between Australia and Indonesia, where the outbreak is happening, not wanting to jeopardise trade between the two countries. Claire, take us through foot and mouth disease and the threat that it's posing to our ag industry. Yeah, it's something we talked about a bit last week and it's something we're going to continue to talk about in the weeks to come. And that's because foot and mouth disease, which is a nasty viral disease that affects cloven hoofed animals. So we're talking about cows, uh, sheep, pigs and goats. It's spreading through Indonesia. And what's really brought it to the fore in the last couple of weeks is that it's spread to Bali. And of course, that's concerning to our officials because we have a lot of tourists who go to Bali. The thing about foot and mouth disease is that it's really sticky. Uh, It can transmit very easily and it sticks to clothing and footwear, things like cars and feed as well. So for those travellers who are coming back from Bali, what officials are asking them to do is to make sure that their clothes are clean. Uh, But there's a particular focus on footwear. Uh, The farming organisations have asked tourists to actually chuck their thongs before they come home. But for those who are coming through border security, they will be told to go through these foot cleaning mats. All in an effort to keep it out of Australia. If it is detected here, farmers would be required to destroy all their animals, even if it's detected in just one. It could cost the agricultural industry $80 billion over 10 years if it does arrive. So it's a really, really big deal. While we're on diseases, the World Health Organization has now declared monkeypox a global health emergency. Case numbers are rising around the world, hence the high level alert. Yeah, 16,000 cases have been reported across 75 countries. There's only two other health emergencies like it at the current time. That's, of course, the COVID pandemic and the World Health Organization's continuing efforts to eradicate polio. There's a little bit of nuance in the declaration. The World Health Organization says that the risk of monkeypox is pretty moderate globally, except in Europe, where the risk is very high. But they've made that declaration so that the development of vaccines can be sped up and to ensure that there's support for measures to be put in place to limit the spread. If we look at Australia, 42 cases have been reported so far. Most are people returning from overseas. 
Elected MPs will be having that back-to-school feeling with the 47th Parliament set to formally kick off tomorrow. There's a bit of admin and pomp and ceremony to get through before the bills get tackled, Claire. Yeah, Labor is really keen to get its legislation going. What Anthony Albanese said yesterday is that it's ready with 18 bills that are there to really get its agenda in motion that they took to the election. But as you say, there's quite a bit of admin to get through first. The parliamentary chamber can't sit without electing a new speaker uh, or a new president of the Senate. Uh, so that's something that they have to tackle tomorrow. Uh, also, there's a lot of new members. So looking at the House of Representatives, there's 35 new members out of their 151 seats. Uh, and that's a lot of first speeches to give. So definitely a few to get through. One speech to keep an eye out for is that one from Treasurer Jim Chalmers on an update on the budget. It's the one he's warned us will be a bit confronting. That's set to happen on Thursday. We did a shortcut on the return to Parliament last week. So if you search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app, it should be right there at the top. It'll get you up to speed on who's who in this new 47th parliament. Overseas, Russia and Ukraine have signed a deal that will enable Ukraine to resume grain exports despite the ongoing fighting. Ukraine is considered to be one of the breadbaskets of the world and there's an estimated 20 million tonnes of grain waiting in ports to get safely out. It's been a real issue because Russia has continued to target those ports. Of course, they're key pieces of infrastructure and Russia has been very methodical at targeting key pieces of infrastructure across Ukraine. Uh, So it was quite a development that there was an agreement that was struck on Friday local time that would see Russia back off those ports to make sure that that wheat was able to get out. And what happened within hours of that agreement was that a missile attack was launched on the port of Odessa. What Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said is that it just shows that Russia can't be trusted. He's also really wanting to get his hands on some air defence systems that are able to shoot down such missiles in the future. While Russia hasn't commented on the attacks, they've been widely condemned by the US and others. To science now, and while there's been plenty of focus on female fertility and age, a new study out of the UK is showing that paternal age can also be a factor in those trying to have a baby. The study is of 19,000 IVF cycles and what it's shown is that paternal age on live birth rates could play a bigger role than has been previously thought. Uh, so for women under 35 or over 40, the age of their male partner has made little difference when it comes to giving birth. Uh, but for women aged 35 to 40, what the researchers found is that there's a significant drop in their chances of delivering a life birth if their male partner is 40 years or older. One fertility expert has commented on the study that while a woman's age obviously plays a large part, not all the focus should be on her biological clock. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online 
kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. The World Athletics Championships are currently on in the US. A huge congratulations to Australia's Kelsey Lee Barber. She's won gold in the women's javelin, which means she makes history as the first woman to win back-to-back golds in javelin. She also joins Kathy Freeman as the only Australian to ever successfully defend a World Athletics title. It's an incredible achievement. Um, also to add to that, Barbara joins Kathy Freeman, Jana Pittman and Sally Pearson uh, as the only Australians who have ever won more than one gold medal at the World Athletics Championships. Uh, a really incredible achievement. Um, she threw her javelin a really whopping 66.91 metres it's just extraordinary to think that anyone's able to throw anything that far. Uh, <laughs> she did that on Saturday uh, and a really great achievement that she said that she's wanted to do for a really long time. She beat her nearest rival by more than two metres, so a super impressive throw. To round out sport, Dane Jonas Vingegaard has won the 2022 Tour de France. Australia's top finisher was Nick Schultz. He came in 23rd. Supermodel Kate Moss is one of the most photographed women in the world, but she's never done a lot of interviews. Her appearance on the BBC's Desert Island Discs program this week has given a rare glimpse into her career and life. Her ethos on life has always been never complain, never explain, uh, but she has been popping up quite a bit recently. Of course, we saw her in that defamation trial, um, Johnny Depp against his ex-wife Amber Heard. Uh, Moss and Depp were former partners and what Moss said was that he wasn't violent towards her, which was something that Amber Heard had accused her former husband of being. But when it comes to Moss and her her look on her life. Of course, we think of a lot of those images where she's topless and also modelling with adult men. Um, She said that she felt very vulnerable and very scared uh, and that it gave her a really good sense of who the dodgy people were. She said that's something that she was able to hone pretty quickly. Uh, She's an agent herself now and what she says is that she always makes sure that her models are protected and that there's someone on hand to say that they don't think that a certain thing is appropriate if a photo shoot is going off script. I'll pop a link to that podcast episode in your episode notes if you want to take a listen. Squeeze the day, Claire. What are you taking note of today? Uh, today, the 25th of July, it is Merry Christmas in July. <laughs> Nothing says a really festive kind of day like a Monday in the middle of winter for yeah. us. So, yeah, maybe get your eggnog on a bit later after work. Only five months till the real deal. That's a bit sobering. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Monday. Another week kicking off. A reminder that if you've got kids aged between 8 and 12, then the Squiz Kids podcast is a great little podcast to listen to over breakfast or on the way to school. It's kid-friendly news done and dusted in under 10 minutes. And one of the best things we hear about it is the way that it sparks conversations with your kids, getting them curious about the world around them. It's a great little podcast. Just search for Squiz Kids in your podcasting app to check that one out. 
That's all from us. Have a good Monday. We'll be back with you tomorrow.